Welcome to Still Dead from Chipperish Media. I'm story expert and transcendent mother, Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm researcher and turnkey state-of-the-art multitasking operation, Dr. Kelly Jones. And we are here today to talk about the finale of Angel Season 4, Episodes 21 and 22, Peace Out and Home, both of which are watchers. Let's make an evil deal and raise the stakes. In Peace Out, Connor goes against Jasmine's wishes and finds Cordelia, while Angel searches for the keeper of Jasmine's name in the monster dimension. Angel releases the name during Jasmine's global press conference and everyone turns against her, horrified. Mindless bliss is out and chaotic panic is in. Jasmine is pissed and she has enough super strength left to beat Angel bloody. Since she can't rule this world, she decides to destroy it. But as she tries to kill Angel, maybe by kissing him, Connor punches her in the face through the back of her skull and kills her. Connor takes off and Angel goes back to the Hyperion, desperately worried about his son, who now seems empty and maybe beyond saving. Angel is afraid Connor may do something terrible, but before he can figure out how to help, Lila shows up, still dead and still amazing to congratulate him on ending world peace. Peace Out aired on April 30th, 2003. It was directed by Jefferson Kibbe and written by David Fury. And oh my God, Dr. Jones, we've made it. We did it. We're at the end of season four, the season that felt like it would never end. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, all right. So on the perfect happiness scale with stake this at zero and lost your soul at six. Uh, where are you, Dr. Jones, with peace out? So I gave this a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a good episode in a lot of ways. And there's a lot I like about it. But there is a line that just ruins it for me. And I oh. just I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> but then we get Lila at the end, and I love that so much. So maybe it should be a four. I don't know. Am I grading on a curve? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, at this point, I'm not really sure about my grades because after this terrible, like, slog of episodes that we've had to go through, mm-hmm. anything that I like even a little, I'm like, oh, no, that's good. Right. Uh, Because it's just not terrible. Um, Yeah. So it's just I don't know. It's weird. I gave it a four because I actually do kind of like this episode. I like Mm -hmm. Angel coming back with the name. I like the power of the name. Uh, Jasmine's speech about right and wrong and how the powers don't care, I think, is interesting philosophical territory that we're going to be kind of getting into that blurry line between good and evil. Mm -hmm. Um, And I even... Okay, I don't know if I like Connor in this episode, but I finally feel Connor's vulnerability in this episode. I kind of feel for him for the first Mm -hmm. time, and I I like that. It is possible that I just took a blow to the head. I really don't know. I really don't know. But I gave it a four. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny because when I was writing my notes, I realized I only wrote one thing in stake of this. Yeah. It was just such a big thing. (laughs) But that's okay. We'll start with moments of perfect happiness. Uh Um, And I really like Jasmine's true name and the guardian of the word and the Mm -hmm. keeper of the name. And and I like the dynamic between Jasmine and Angel in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I like the banter between Angel and the guardian 
when the guardian's yeah. like, she is the light, she is the way, and Angel says, she is not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like he's negotiating a breakup for this guy. Right? (laughs) She's not coming back, dude. Get over it. She's just not that into you, man. Exactly. She's just not (laughs) that that into into you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it was really good. And I liked um, the Guardian, you know, telling Angel about Connor. You know, he will never love you. And Angel said it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so Connor is what Angel is fighting for now, which yeah. opens up like a whole bunch of interesting space that we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we just, we got genuinely great dialogue between Angel and Jasmine Yeah, when they were fighting, you know, and Angel's all, free will is what makes us human. And Jasmine's like, but you're not human. <laughs> <laughs> Angel's like, I'm working on it. Like, Right. Oh, I love so it when he says working good. on it. Because working on it, you know, references the Shanshu, that he still right. believes in that Shanshu prophecy. And that's kind of an interesting thing to go back to because he gave up on that yeah yeah and, and i love how she turns the tables on him you know he he yells at her you eat people and I jasmine's know. like like you never have <laughs> 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 and and she plants just enough doubt in his mind yeah. she's like yeah. yeah i'll kill thousands to save billions yeah you know and the other pa- the other powers don't care i was the only mm-hmm. one who ever did Right. And like given their experience with the powers that be. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's you she's kinda... really shaking Angel's belief in what he's done. Well, right. I mean, it, it is a really interesting kind of question that they pose in this episode. It's like, well, you know, people were happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they weren't killing each other. And like, yeah, sure. She ate a bunch of people. You know, but in the end, like overall the scale. um, So I don't know, like it's it's a really it's an interesting question. I mean, ultimately, yes, of course, Angel is right, because the whole point is free will. The whole point is that we get to make choices. Mm -hmm. And even if those choices are terrible, people still should be able to make them. Yeah. You know, well, I like it. He's like, I didn't say we were smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. And sometimes yeah. you have to make the wrong choices, but you have to be able to make choices. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then I was really surprised that the chunk of my moments of perfect happiness were really with Connor. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, this whole it, this whole run has been shocking for me. I, I know. Right. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. Um but when everybody's talking about, you know, but you've seen what Jasmine really looks like now, you know, how can you mm-hmm. still worship her or whatever? And Connor's like, I grew up in Corta. It's a hell dimension. So mm-hmm. appearance, you know, not really that important to me. And and I think the show, I don't know if they were making this point purposefully, mm-hmm. but when Jasmine is beautiful, she is loved and worshipped. And when she's yeah. ugly, she's feared and hated. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, there's a great metaphor for being a woman in this world. Like, <laughs> right? right? And and Connor 
you know, uh-huh. Connor didn't care. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta give the boy points, you know. Well, but that's the thing that I love about Connor. Like, this is what makes me really feel deeply for Connor is that Connor saw everybody else being happy. He was never under the thrall. Right. He was never under the thrall. Like he was always immune to it. You know, I guess because it's his blood and Cordelia's or whatever it is that you know created this thing. Um, but he just was so happy to belong to something, to be a part of something, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can see like all along, it's been like, well, what is Connor even about? Like he's, just is whiny plot spackle you know he just comes in and provides conflict and whines and and throws a fit and is pissy and like it gets really old after a while but you can see like how deeply meaningful all of this is to him and that he brought a good thing into the world that made people stop fighting you know um so i kind of like really enjoyed this i mean you know i can only enjoy connor so much right you know there's a point where it just becomes a little bit much but i actually really kind of liked watching his struggle in this i liked his monologue to cordelia where he's trying to work it all out and the fact that everybody else had that sense of happiness and peace and he didn't yeah well and you know jasmine even tells him to take Mm -hmm. comfort from her words but he can't yeah you know and he goes against her to go find cordelia and then Mm -hmm. you know his speech to cordelia just broke my heart yeah when he says i just want to rest oh my god Yes. You know, and, and he said, I tried to believe Jasmine is bringing peace to everyone, but not me. Mm-hmm. And and he admits, you know, he's like, I know she's a lie, but I thought yeah. this lie was better than the others. And it oh. the kid just broke my heart. It was really good. It was really good. I didn't good. know what happened. I, I was like, know. what is happening? I'm liking Connor. I'm, a, I'm appreciating yeah. and enjoying and, and sympathizing with Connor. Yeah. Like that has never happened before. (laughs) (laughs) It was really strange. And then at the end when she calls for him and he takes off running to her. Yeah. I just kind of love him in that moment, you know? Yeah. Um, And then, you know, after he kills her, which I have questions about, we'll come back to. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And Angel is so distraught. You know, he goes back to the Hyperion and he's telling the team you know, he said, Connor killed her. I've never seen him like this. He wasn't hurt yeah. or angry. He just killed her, and his face was blank like he has mm-hmm. nothing left. I've got a bad feeling he might do something. And then we get Lila, and she's oh like, Oh, my God. Like, in world peace. You already took care of that. Congratulations. <laughs> and I just die in a perfect burst of perfect happiness. Oh, my God. I know. It's so wonderful. It's so great. It may be my favorite ending line of any episode of the whole show. Oh, right. Yeah. No, it's so fantastic. And it's Lila. It's Lila, Lila. who's still dead. I love it. still dead. Oh, God. It's so great. It's so great. And then I did have, um, I did get a kick out of Jasmine naming the room, the banquet room, where she Uh is, in fact, eating all the people. Because, come on, it's funny. Why not, right? And then Gun, Gun shouts out to Galaxy Quest when he says, (laughs) Never give up. Never surrender. Never surrender. <laughs> <laughs> and he 
I know I loved it. it I loved so it. I, I really loved it. It was so fun. I love Gun kicking at the at the cage <laughs> the whole time, and everybody's like, "Knock it off! This is never going to work." He's like, "When somebody comes up with something else," and then all of a sudden it opens, and everybody's like, "Okay, I guess we just go upstairs now." <laughs> now I was like, "Well, you know, Gun has been watching Buffy, and he oh, sees yeah. that that cage cannot hold a werewolf, so he's like, exactly. 'I'm going to keep kicking it.'" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> It's so great. But yeah, I and know. I mean, this episode is heavy. You know, it's, yeah. it's really sad and heartbreaking, but it was really mm-hmm. good. But then they just had to ruin it. They had to. They were like, oh, Kelly needs to stake something. Let's let's right. just give her this. Let's give, let's, her, let's give her this line. <laughs> this may be the worst goddamn line in the whole show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jasmine kisses Angel. And first I'm like, okay, why? Okay, I think David Boreanaz must have it in his fucking contract that every woman that comes on the show has to kiss him eventually. But also, he's her grandfather. Like, come on. Weird. It's all so weird. So why she's beating the hell out of him? Why does she kiss him? I don't know. I was like, maybe she was gonna suck his soul out or something. I don't know. It was gross enough. But then Connor says, Mm -hmm. "Always the same, Dad." I get a girl, you got to make a play for her. And I had to leave and go throw up. What is like, that? Okay, first what? of all, first, like, okay, there's like 12 layers of bullshit here. One is that uh, Angel never stole any of his girls. Two, uh, Connor, Jasmine is your child and it's weird and it's gross. Uh, what? Yeah. Like, what? 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 What yeah. the hell? I swear to God, they were like, "Okay, we wrote a great episode, but wait, we didn't do they anything gross and incestual. We have to go right. back and add this line." Right. We haven't nodded to the incest. You know, yes. it's been a little while since we've completely squicked everybody out. We've we've allowed them to forget that there are these weird incestuous lines going on here. So let's just add another one. Yeah. Like oh, it's God. all so. Fucking weird and gross and just ugh. Oh, it was so gross. It yeah, was so gross. So it terrible. just threw me out of all the great stuff. But other than mm-hmm. that, yeah. Like if you could cut that line, it was a really good episode. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so I, I got to thinking about research questions. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like untangle the whole Jasmine storyline because Jasmine just answers right. all of it's it. Just because Jasmine. Just because Jasmine. <laughs> but when Angel releases the name during her press conference. He mm-hmm. looks at her first and says, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, yeah. why? Why did he apologize to her? It, it I thought he was apologizing genuine. to the room. I thought he was apologizing to the room. Because he, was he was looking about to... right at her face. Yeah, no, he was. I don't know. I, I still read it as an apology to oh. the room. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And then I was trying to figure out, okay, so Connor kills Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Was it to save Angel? Was it because she was going to hurt people? Was it because she didn't take away his pain? Was it because he knows there's nothing left for her in this world? And it was it was so heartbreaking. You know, Jasmine said, you still love me. And Connor mm-hmm. says, yes. And then he just smashes her whole face in and kills her. But I can't, I wasn't clear on exactly, and maybe that's the point. Like maybe yeah. because Connor... That's all he knows to, to do, right? He is the destroyer. Right. Um, but I just, I couldn't quite place exactly why he decided to kill her in that moment. 
I think maybe because when he found Cordelia, you know, he was doing that whole speech to Cordelia. Mm-hmm. But Cordelia was the one that he could talk to. Cordelia was the one that he felt connected to. And, you know, um, she stuck her in a church somewhere where nobody could get to her. She's not getting any medical care. Like, I don't know. Like, is was it revenge for Cordelia? Was it because everything had fallen apart and he just... I mean, I can't imagine it was to save Angel. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And and I think maybe that is the point. I don't know that he knows mm-hmm. why he did it. Yeah. But I yeah. really felt for him in that I, I mean I really mm-hmm. really did um yeah it just kind of broke my heart so with that I'll brood okay peace out is a watcher because Angel broke Jasmine's spell and then Connor killed Jasmine but most of all because of the final scene with Lila because Lila because Lila oh my god all right and let's move on now to home In Home, Angel returns with tales of Jasmine's demise and Connor's despair, only to find Lila there on a sabbatical from hell and here to make an offer. The senior partners want to give Angel Investigations the L.A. branch of Wolfram and Hart. Angel doesn't care. He just wants to find Connor, and he's not interested in anything the senior partners have to offer. Lila says that a limo will be waiting to take them to Wolfram and Hart at sunrise, and the next morning, all of them show up to take the ride. Lila splits them all up. Lauren goes to entertainment, Gunn to legal, Wesley to research, Fred to the science division, and Lila gives Angel a personal tour. While on his tour, Lila shows Angel that Connor has taken an entire store hostage, and Angel rushes off to save Connor. Wesley breaks into the file room to burn up Lila's contract, but her contract is indestructible. At the store, Angel finds Connor strapping a bomb to his body. He's rigged all the people with explosives as well and a comatose Cordelia. Angel talks to Connor and then hits him. He gets the bombs off everyone and wins the fight, then tells Connor that he loves him. Back at Wolfman Hart, Gunn decides he's taking the deal. Everyone else is on the fence. But Angel comes in saying he already took the deal. It is a done deal. Lila says they're getting Cordelia the best medical and metaphysical care possible. Angel says he needs to see Connor and Lila agrees and Angel leaves. As he goes, Fred wonders who Connor is. Outside a nice home in the country, Angel watches as Connor eats dinner with his family, jovial, joking, and unaware of any other life. Home aired on May 7th, 2003. It was directed and written by Tim Minear. All right, so Dr. Jones, on the perfect happiness scale with zero at stake this and six at lost your soul, uh, where are you with home? A perfect, perfect six. (laughs) Oh, my God. Still dead, Lila. Still dead, Lila. Uh, this this may be my favorite episode of the whole show, and mm-hmm. it's one of my all-time favorite episodes of television ever. Yes. Uh, one of my reasons for wanting to do this podcast was to figure out why I loved Angel the series so much, and I'm afraid a big part of that answer might be Wolfram and Hart. (laughs) I'm not sure what that says about me, but Lila is so perfect and so fantastically layered. And Wesley has my full heart here. And this Mm -hmm. episode wraps up the disaster of season four and sets up season five with such unexpected grace that Mm -hmm. it just delights me to no end every time I watch it. And I love it. I love it. I love it. 
I know it's so good. I also gave it a six. Lila is a goddamn delight. So much so that I don't care about anything else. Uh, but I do. I like Angel's story and everything that he gives up for Connor. And after such a long run of such truly terrible episodes, it makes this one feel damn near perfect. Yeah. It really is very, very good. I am loaded down with moments of perfect happiness. So let me go ahead and get started with just the thing that makes this everything in the world, which is Lila. And I love, I love when they say she's still dead. She's um, still there's just dead. something about that. Whenever they say chipper, uh-huh. whenever they say still dead or still pretty, it just always gives me this little delight. Yep. <laughs> So I absolutely love it. Oh, my God, though, this moment where uh, Wesley says she's not real and she says there's a signed dollar bill in your wallet that says different. Uh. And this was something that she said to him in his head when he was trying to behead her during that like one act play Mm -hmm. that we had with him dealing with that. Um, And it was it's one of those things that's like, okay, so was she there? Was she just reading his mind? Does she have access to his private thoughts? Or was she really kind of there in a sense? And he was sensing her? I don't know. Well, I think I, I think she like this is Lila. This is the Lila yeah. we know and love. But this is also yeah. a deeper Lila. And mm-hmm. she knows things about all of them. Like she she gives angels, yeah. you know, his words back. True. The world is True. cold and harsh and you you know, yeah. you're here to show it what it could be. Um mm-hmm. so I think she has gotten some of that knowledge after mm-hmm. being dead. But, yeah. oh, God, it was such a perfect line. Just, it's so good. It's so good. And I love when she says that. Um, I love the when Wesley says, it's a lie. And she goes, la, it's a Lila. <laughs> it is such a cheesy line. And yet I love it. Oh, God. And then it's OK, lover. I never felt a thing. And he says, I'm sure that's true. And it oh, is God. just so fucking devastating watching Wesley kind of wrestle with the fact that he did, he did care about her, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's so, Oh God. And then like this long silence, like the longest silence ever on network television is they're all just sitting there staring at Lila. Yes. <laughs> like what? What? That long <laughs> silence, that totally unbroken silence where they're all just looking it. around and she b- brushes the it. lint off her shirt. <laughs> I love it. I know. It's so wonderful. And I love all of her outfits that cover the scar on oh, her neck from funny. wearing <laughs> yes oh my god it's just so great i just it's just so great i love this whole thing i love where she's you know giving them uh, like teasing them about (laughs) ruining world peace Uh (laughs) the whole thing is just so fantastic and she's giving them all that shit and just handing it and like every line from her is so wonderful um, God, I just, everything. I, I And all I have in my notes is, oh my God, I love her so much. Oh, yeah. Lila, <laughs> Lila, Lila, so, Lila, so Lila, happy. Lila, and Lila. Exactly. But, and I, I love it when, you know, Gunn is like, you want to give us your evil law firm? We ain't lawyers yeah, and friends or-, or evil. <laughs> and then she goes, currently. Currently. <laughs> <laughs> I and, love the whole thing. We're bigger, better, and shinier than ever. Oh, my God. And when, when she comes up, you know, when she first starts talking to Angel, and she's like, mm-hmm. what's the matter, Ace? 
Didn't think you yeah. were the only one that ever got to come back from hell around here, did you? I <laughs> oh know. God. Oh, Every my God. Just everything line. she says. <laughs> when she talks about her head falling off. <laughs> Team Angel all grown up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But all of it. This yeah. is odd. And I love the Angel-Lila dynamic. And I always have. Yeah. But this yeah. moment between them at the end. Mm-hmm. When, you know, she he wants to go see Connor and she's like, that wasn't part of the deal. And he's like, yeah. you know, compromise, remember? And, and she yeah. says, you're the boss. And Angel just looks at her and says, thank you. And there is this oh, look God, between know. the two of them mm-hmm. that just moves my heart. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. It's so good. No, it's absolutely wonderful. And the thing, too, that I love so much, I mean, as a counterpart to Lila, is Wesley. Yeah. Wesley, in this episode, his reaction to Lila, when Gunn says, you know, I was here when the evil dead lady made us the offer, right? And then he starts talking about the dusty books. Yeah. And then he says, no, I shouldn't have said it that way. And, and then Wesley just says, no, no, they are rather dusty. And it's just so <laughs> sad the way he says it. But then Gunn is like, you know, he and then Gunn is like, no, talking about Lila, that could have been easy. And then Wesley in full shock. And you can see how how much he is in shock at this point. He goes, oh, yes, that was awkward, wasn't it? You decapitate a loved one. You don't expect them to come visiting, mm-hmm. you know. And then Gunn says loved one. And he says figure speech. Yeah. I just everything like Alexis Denisoff's, uh, you know, portrayal in this in this episode, everything he does is so freaking spot on perfect. And it's so heartbreaking and so beautiful. And then later after he's like, well, night all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm out of words now. I'm going on. I know. And then the next morning, right, Fred comes out you know, at sunrise to get the limo. And then Wesley's like, well, you know, uh, he sees her there. And then Gunn comes out and he goes, and Wesley goes, what are the odds the humans would be the most corruptible? Which I find really funny because his entire motivation for going back is about destroying Lila's contract and freeing her from whatever, you know, responsibility she has toward Wolfram and Hart. So he is talking about being corruptible and yet here we are Wesley with the darkest of dark hearts who is going into Wolferman Hart just to save her yeah I, I love that. I have two all-time favorite Wesley scenes um one in season five and this one here you know mm-hmm. when he knocks out that watcher and breaks into files yeah. and records to burn that contract because he yeah. th- he just loves so deeply and and Mm -hmm. oh my god the acting is incredible the writing is incredible oh it's so beautiful and and so lila who is like Mm -hmm. who knows you better than me like she thinks he's there for the power of all that information right and and then when she realizes what he's doing she's like you broke in here for my contract Mm -hmm. and wesley says you've suffered enough i want you to find some peace and he lights it on fire and, and says, it's done. And she just looks at him and says, look in the drawer. I know. Oh. And then she says, and I love this line, flames wouldn't be eternal if they actually consumed anything. Yeah. And, and, oh, my God. And then she says, but it meant something that you tried. Yes. And that is the line that oh, kills, me. Oh, kills me. Oh, God. 
It's so he, but it means something. She doesn't say what it means, but it means something that you tried. It's so unbelievably sweet. And his whole thing about you've suffered enough. Yeah. You know, I want you to find some peace. It is God just so wonderful. And I love I love this whole thing, you know, like all of it. The Wesley and Lila stuff, honestly, is some of my favorite stuff in the whole run of the show. Yeah. And this culmination of that relationship, um, his reaction to seeing her, what he does, you know, when he gets there, when he hits the guy in the face. (laughs) First of all, first of all, he has a magic book that he can just speak to like Siri and it will show him any text. Like, I am sorry. I know that Wesley was at least a little hard at that, right? You know, oh, yeah. so hitting that guy in the face and knocking him out and leaving that book behind, like oh. that is love. I man. mean, come on. When he's like, there's mm-hmm. just something about watchers and punch and libraries. libraries. I know. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, oh my God. All right, God. Wesley, please tell me you at least put that book in your back pocket. Like, come right, on. Right, right, please, please. Or that you're going back for it. <laughs> or or like, something. Come on. I mean, oh my God. Oh my God. It's so, it's so wonderful. Um, and the other thing that for the first time ever, I believe, has shown up in my moments of perfect happiness is Connor. Oh, yeah. Um, and here's the thing Connor also shows up in, in Stake This, so we're going to visit that too. <laughs> but, but I mean, I like the Connor. <laughs> Okay, I like I like the potential of the Connor story. I like the vulnerability. I like the fact that we're getting a sense of what it is that matters to him, how much he wants family, how much he wants belonging, mm-hmm. and he just can't seem to have it. Um, I mean, he's still terrible. Like he beats up the guy that he first. Well, first he tried. He saved this guy from killing himself, right? And I'm in that moment. I'm like, oh, Connor. Connor, you sweet, sweet. Oh, wait, Connor, you're hitting him. No, Connor, 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 you're throwing him on the ground and you're beating his face. No, stop. You know, it's just he just goes like and this is the thing, like part of it starts out where you're really feeling for Connor. And then he just does this crazy ass shit. And you're like, what is he even doing? You know, maybe I also have been hit in the head, but I (laughs) felt like I understood why he beat that guy up because yeah, like, okay, Connor's mother killed herself in order for him to be yes. born. Yes. He he doesn't know how to process that kind of sacrifice, right? He's just yes. a kid who thinks she would mm-hmm. have rather died than raise him. Yes. And then Holtz pretty much killed himself. I mean, he planned his mm-hmm. own death, right? So right. he also mm-hmm. chose to leave Connor. Yeah. And so after he killed Jasmine, like he's he's got to be in some kind of shock. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. He tries mm-hmm. to do a good thing. And what does he find? But one more person choosing death over their family. And I think it mm-hmm. I think it was the last and final pain for Connor and he just snapped. Like I think it was too much. And I yeah. honestly understood like where that was coming from in him. I mean it was awful, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it just it, it felt like too much to me. Like I I can understand why he would snap. I could I get understood when he was like you were just going to leave your family there. Mm-hmm. You know? Um but um, but Connor at this point is so depressed. And when you're depressed, it's hard to get up and brush your teeth. Like beat the shit out of the guy. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't have that kind of energy well, when I'm depressed. Yeah. So I don't know. Like it's it, I guess I understand it, but it just felt 
it felt uh, it just felt over the top again one of these things with connor that's just they just do it a little too far yeah and i think they were trying to express you know it's more than just depression like this is despair Mm -hmm. and rage yeah yeah Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean it's 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 always kind of hard in the delivery of connor yeah to tease that stuff out but but i really liked the role that connor plays in this like yeah, no, nothing that Lila is tempting Angel with is working. Not even Buffy, mm-hmm. until she shows him Connor holding yeah. people hostage. You know, yeah. and of course he blames Lila, and she mm-hmm. says we didn't have anything to do with it. And Angel's like, but you know who did? And Lila says, yeah, I'm looking at him. You're the one who oh, raised him yeah. or didn't. Yeah, and I don't think there's a bigger pain and vulnerability spot for Angel. Yeah, than that, so, than that, oh, and God. that's also bullshit. Angel did everything he could, like you know. I mean, blaming him for what happened just feels so unfair, because Angel did everything he could. Yeah, but, Angel tried to move heaven and earth oh, to get yeah. Connor back. Yeah, you but know? when you're the parent, you feel responsible whether yeah. it's your fault or not. So like, no, it, I hear you there. You know, yeah. like yeah, mm-hmm. it, it just it felt yeah. really real, mm-hmm. and and even Connor. Yeah you know, says to Angel, mm-hmm. I, you, I think you tried to love me. I know. But you but didn't then he hold says, on. Like, you let you him let get him me. let him get oh, me. God. So he knows that Holtz is, was terrible. Like, he, he has processed what Holtz really was now yeah. and knows. And, um, and so that's an interesting, you know, kind of revelation about, about Connor. Yeah. Um, and, but this whole thing, like, where he's holding all of these people hostage, it has them all like okay we'll talk about that because that's of course a mistake yes. part. I liked that you tried to love me I liked the but you let him get to me I like this whole thing there's only one thing that ever changes anything and that's death everything else is just a lie yep. um, and I love the way that it ends you know with Angel making this huge sacrifice mm-hmm. to save Connor and he's finally happy and in the end scene with Connor with his family and yep. he's happy I mean as much as I have hated Connor and he has annoyed the hell out of me for most of the season. Seeing him happy, yeah. seeing him smile, seeing him like it was really a wonderful scene. And then Angel just watching yeah. from outside at, you know, because this all started with when he found out that Darla was pregnant, that there was a real baby and it wasn't evil and, you know, all that kind of stuff that he was going to have a kid. Um, He's gone through this whole parenting thing and he never got to have any of the good parts right except for the when connor was a was a little baby right and but aside from that and it's such a beautiful heartbreaking bookend because connor's toast at the end when he says to family is Mm -hmm. the same as wesley's in angel's thanksgiving dinner hallucination in the first episode of season four yeah and oh god it just breaks my damn heart i know it's so good and it's a little thing but like Mm -hmm. home is the last time we'll see lila home is the last time we'll see the hyperion and home is the last time we'll see angel's batmobile convertible Oh, it's all so sad. <laughs> so sad. And then, and I should have looked up the actor's name, and I apologize for not having done it. But the mm-hmm. guy who plays Knox. Um, oh, yeah. Was, Jonathan Woodward. Yeah, was a, yeah. a triple hitter for Whedon, right? Because yep. he was in yep. Buffy, Angel, and Firefly. 
He was. He pulled the hat trick. Yeah. He pulled the hat trick. Yeah. 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 So it was really, it was kind of fun to see him. Um, I loved all the Wolferman Hart stuff, yes! too. I loved them being a Wolferman Hart. I loved uh, Rutherford Sirk's magic <laughs> book. I thought that that was God, great. Yes. Um, we have we have Gunn going into the white room mm-hmm. and meeting up with a uh, with a panther and then coming down and saying, I'm taking the deal. Yeah. So that is interesting because we don't really get any, any real answers on what the hell happened with Gunn yep. during that point. Yep. Um, Wesley trying to, you know, burn Lila's contract. Um, you know, Lorne with all the <laughs> all the evil famous people that he wants to meet. I love um, that Lorne yeah. was already in the limo. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I loved it with the music the blaring. And I know. I love that Wolfram and Hart is the group responsible for the amulet that Spike ends up wearing to save the world I at the end of know. I know it's all crazy. It's so good. It's all crazy. And I absolutely love it. It's just, it's so good. And the thing is, is, you know, we have this blurred line between good and evil. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and it's so interesting putting them in the belly of the beast, right? Because it, and Angel says it, then the beast has swallowed you, right? And I was like, eh, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I love, I love all of it. I think it's so great. Um, I did have one thing to stake mm-hmm. because this is my favorite Connor. Yep. Um, I and I, I love, oh God, I love his despair. I love his sadness. I love his desperation. Like all of that stuff is so painful and it's so hard and it makes your heart break for this kid. You know, the strapping people with bombs and Cordelia with a bomb, like all of that felt like too much. Had Connor, had it just been Angel trying to save Connor from hurting himself, Mm -hmm. you know, had it just been the two of them, right? I I think it would have made more sense and it would have hit home harder. But this whole thing where he's strapping all of these people, these these parents with children, you know, I mean, he's got a bomb on this kid and then he's yelling at the dad because he's like, stop yelling at the kid. And I'm like, Connor, you know, and I understand he's not reasonable at that point, but just that whole thing was just too much for me. Well, it, it was very painful to watch Mm -hmm. um and i think there was something about making connor both suicidal and homicidal Mm -hmm. that really rolled every parenting nightmare horrifying scenario into one scene yeah and Mm -hmm. like i felt so much for angel and and despair when it's absolute Mm -hmm. is one of the most powerful destructive forces in the world and i could not Mm -hmm. help but start comparing Connor and Faith. Yeah. So I thought about like when Connor finds out that Jasmine eats people, he was like, mm-hmm. cool. Well, Faith right. knew that the mayor was going to turn into a snake and eat everybody at the high school. And she mm-hmm. was like, okay, right. cool. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they both like started doing evil acts in the name of this parental figure who loved them. And granted, mm-hmm. the parental figures are gross and blurry at best with Jasmine and Connor. But I, I don't know. There was something about it because Angel can't save Connor the way that he saved Faith. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's very different when it's your Mm -hmm. own child. Like, right. It's a tiny, this is not a comparison at all, but I am a damn good teacher. 
I'm a great mm-hmm. teacher. I'm a great tutor. You know whose homework yeah. I cannot help with? My own child's. <laughs> like, and, and sometimes it feels like, yeah. like mm-hmm. the universe uses parenting as a way to teach you that you're yeah. never going to be the best at something. Like, I don't know, but right. it, it, mm-hmm. there, it almost has this way of saying, okay, these things that you're so amazing at, yeah, they're never going to work with yeah. your own kid. Good luck. Right, um, right. And the mm-hmm. torment that that puts Angel in yeah. is so horrific. And I think Connor, you know, he tried to fight in the name of good. He tried to kill Angel mm-hmm. when he thought Angel was evil. He went along passively with evil when it was in the name of somebody who loved him, but he's, he had right. never just tried to go out and hurt innocent people of his own volition. Yeah. And I think for him, it was like, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to try this. I'm just going to, I'm going to kill every, I'm going to take everybody else out of the world too. And I'm just going to end it. And and in no way do I condone any of that. But I think that the, I think the choice that Angel had to be up against in order for him to make the decision that he made Mm-hmm. It couldn't even just be between Connor's life and death. Mm-hmm. Like it had to be between Connor and what Connor was now capable of doing to other people. I don't know. And I don't right. know if I'm articulating that very well. But No, I understand it. I just, it still doesn't work for me. Yeah. I, I still find it to be a little too, it's just too much. Yeah. You know, um, and if it's something where, you know, like if Connor succeeded. Right. And, and he made that deal to bring Connor back, you know, and that's a powerful fucking deal and right. also some dark magic, you know, that's something I could see like, you know, um, and I, and I, I don't know, like it just, it was too, the, the idea of him getting all those bombs together, not to mention the fact that you gotta, that's a lot of research. Yeah, that's true. Like, how did he figure all that stuff out? How did he figure all those bombs out? It just, it felt, um, it just it felt like I mean I clearly in the, in the sense of right and wrong it's wrong but it felt like wrong tonally for mm-hmm. the moment in the story, um, and I really I really loved the personal interaction between Angel and Connor, um, and I didn't like the fight. No, I didn't either. like the fight. You know, like I wanted to see that moment where Connor's just so broken, mm-hmm. you know, just so broken, um, and how Angel deals with that. Um, yeah. And I mean and. And I loved it. Like then he goes and makes the deal and all of that was wonderful. So the only thing I really had to say was like the, the store, the bombs yeah. in the store was just yeah. the only and thing I can, that really bothered me. I can me. see that too. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and I feel that way. Like as a parent, I a hundred percent understand Angel's decision. Oh yeah. And then no, I'm absolutely. like, but as a champion mm-hmm. and as a friend, like what he has yeah. done is so wrong. Mm-hmm. And yet I totally understand why he did it. Um, oh yeah, and it's just, oh, absolutely. Oh God, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 really really good. Um, so for research questions, um, research mode, I got um, we we were doing something really interesting, and I think we've been slowly working our way toward this. You know, throughout all of this series, mm-hmm. you know, is like uh, kind of looking at the nature of good and evil as two sides, right? Um, you know, we have this thing like right and wrong, what Jasmine said in the last episode, right and wrong are not absolutes, right? The powers that be don't care. Um, and there is something between good and evil, the side that is capital G good and the side that is capital E evil. Um, 
you look at the powers that be and you look at the senior partners and you're like, what really is the big difference between them? Like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? They're they're you know. Um, so, I mean, it's an interesting question about like, what is the real, where is the line between good and evil? Where's the line between right and wrong or the, the line between the powers that be the senior partners? Um, and where are they coming down on that? You know, like it, it all comes down. If nothing we do matters, then all that matters is what we do. That's a huge part of what Angel is about. Um, why we fight, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we fight because of the individual in the moment, Right. We fight because we have to fight, because even if we're going to lose, you know, um, the fighting is what's important, you know. Um, So all of that is is like a really huge part of what Angel is about. But like the nature of good and evil, especially now that we're blurring these lines, we're putting our good guys in the middle of, you know, evil central Mm -hmm. Um, and and Angel's taking the you know, he, he says in the beginning, he's like, before you even go downstairs, before you get in the car, you're already going to be corrupted. Yeah. You know, and that's an interesting thing. And yet the next morning he's willing to go. And that's before he knows like what's going on with Connor yeah. before. I mean, yep. but he, they're all ready to go and just see you know, what they can do. It's such an interesting, it is. And willing, yeah. I love Angel's line when he's looking at the limo and he just says, what the hell? You know, right. it's, it's like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know what's right. good and what's not good. I don't know what's evil yeah. and what's not. Like, what the hell? Let's go see what the yeah. show is about. Why not? You know? Let's just see. Let's yeah. just find out. Yeah. No, it's really, it was really an interesting choice. And I love them in the setting at Wolferman Heart. I love, I love a game changer. I fucking love a game changer. Give me a game changer, man. And when, when the entire world is different, um, I love when they do that. And I thought that was wonderful. But the, you know, but the actual nature of good and evil and the blurring the lines between it, like, I'm so here for it. I love that that crunchy, weird, um, you know, kind of muddy philosophical space. Yeah. I think there's so much fun to be had there. Um, the other research question I had is this. So Lila's in hell, right? But hell is kind of her team. So... <laughs> Well, and she doesn't really seem that unhappy. She's just thirsty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, you know, so I wonder about it. I'm like, it's it's kind of her. She's like an executive officer in hell. Like, she's probably doing okay there. Right? I mean, I would think she's got a corner office somewhere. She doesn't seem tormented no, to me. Not really. She seems like she's, yeah. I mean, she doesn't seem like you would think that if she'd spent a certain amount of time in hell, that that would be a traumatic experience. You'd come out a little shaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not shaken. Maybe a little stirred. She's not shaken. <laughs> so, um, I mean, and they so, gave her yeah. some great wardrobe options while she was oh, down there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they did. Woo! Oh, they did. Whoa. Yes. No, it's yeah. all it's all so, so great. Um, so on that note, I'm going to brood. Um, narratively, home really feels more like the first episode of season five than the last episode of season four. But regardless, it's a watcher because it's a game changer and because it's a season finale. The fact that it's actually good is really just a bonus. It's so good. So It's so, it's so good. good. It's so good. And I love it so much. And now I'm so excited for season five because it's season five is a different show. Yeah, it is. It is a different show, but it is really fun 
And I'm so looking forward to the stuff that we're going to do in season five. Um, but first, before we move on, before we get to season five, before we even get to the end of this episode, Dr. Jones, I want to know what's making you still thirsty. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the question. I was distracted by Lila's purple collar wrapped around her neck. And her sexy badassery Aww. and her still dead heart. And I knew I should have gone to evil law school, Lonnie. I, I mean, know, right? Oh, my I God. Know. I just can't even. I just <laughs> like <laughs> where I just want five seasons of this. That's what I want. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Dead Lila. Dead Lila. Dead Lila. Yes, absolutely. I would be so into that. All right. So what's your favorite part? Oh, God. Wesley and Lila. It meant something mm-hmm. that you tried. And then Angel yeah. and Lila, thank you. And then just Lila, everything Aww, Lila. And everything Lila. I know, it's so good. I mean, for me, it's Wesley and Lila. It's Wesley breaking into contracts yeah. and trying to, and the, the pride that he has on his face when he burns it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's so incredibly sweet and so incredibly naive. And Wesley is very rarely naive. Yeah. But he's so determined that this is going to... And I think that it's something where had he thought about it for half a second, he would have known. He would have known it was a fool's errand. I think part of it maybe probably did. Yeah. But he tried. Anyway, it means something that you tried. It's so good. Like, oh, God, it's so incredibly good. All right. So now here we are at the end of season four. What is your favorite episode from season four? Oh, it's this one. It's Home. No question. Yeah. This is why I love this show so much. <laughs> it is so, so good. For me, it's the season premiere deep down. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, come on. That's the episode with I'll Take oh, Away Your Bucket. <laughs> Was I going to pick anything else? <laughs> well, I love that we're the bookends because, uh, you know, yes. deep down would have been my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and home home is a, a definitely in the running. Yeah. But, but I'll Take Away Your Bucket. I mean, come on. <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, we want to hear your thoughts on season four. So to join in the discussion on Twitter, follow Lonnie at Lonnie Dinerich and me at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the hashtag still dead. Still dead and everything Shipbrush Media produces is made free and ad free by the generous patrons who support us to the tune of a dollar a month or more and make it possible for us to try to kill or corrupt every one of you at one time or another. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out more. This episode of Still Dead was brought to you by the Chipperish Media Producers who support us on Patreon at the power producer level. These people are the reason why Still Dead is coming to you free and ad-free right now. So thank you to our September producers, Kevin, West, Shelly, Abigail, Kristen, Noel, Deborah, Jonathan, Alyssa, Alice, Erica, Sarah, and Heather. And this week's special message for our power producers flames wouldn't be eternal if they actually consumed anything visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out how you too can become a still dead producer other ways to show your support write a great review on apple podcast tell your friends about the show or punch a hole clear through the back of jasmine's head (laughs) and to say thanks to our rogue demon hunters who take the time to write reviews we turn to the last prophecy scroll in season four (laughs) I'm writing these in reverse chronological order, so post your review and you will hear your prophecy soon. To love me, love my books. It's a new day, darling, and the powers that be tempting want to show you around the chocolate factory as part of Wolfram and Hart's new internship program. At Wolfram and Hart, your career path is endless and only occasionally fatal. 
Maybe you'll find your way to Files and Records or the Rooftop Petting Zoo or the Science Lab or the Dungeon or perhaps you'll find your destiny in the library. Benefits start after your 30-day probation period and they're world-class, but you might want to read the fine print before signing the perpetuity clause. Lila will guide the first training session and you don't want to miss out, so come get your evil ID badge, interdimensional pendant, and expense account, and remember, it's not a job. It's an opportunity. <laughs> we'll be back next time with Season 5, Episodes 1 and 2, Conviction and Just Rewards, both of which are watchers. Until then... You can try to say you don't love us, but there's a signed dollar bill in your wallet says different. 